The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? I'm your host, David Williams, along with the coolest co host that this man has, Sam Brewski. And this is Hoopball Grizz. The coolest co host that he has. Mm hmm. I think you're the only co so I guess that by default makes you the coolest co host. You're not supposed right? to tell people that. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to have to find another co host, so maybe we can dethrone you. Oh, dear. It won't happen. Not, not permanently, but just here and there. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, guys, we are coming to you post-game after the Grizzlies win at home against the Sacramento Kings. Final score, Grizzlies 119, Kings 115. And this game got really interesting in the end. Mm-hmm. A little bit too interesting. It was almost terrifying at times. Yeah, the um, the Kings made this game a whole lot closer in the last 50 seconds of this game than what it needed to be. Just imagine if Harrison Barnes actually would have made that and one three, though. It would have been even closer. Yeah, yeah, if he made that three. He made all three free throws. He did, but if he made the and one three, they only would have been down by two instead of three, so things could have played out a tad bit different. But Yeah, I am glad that he missed it. Uh, Yeah. Harrison Barnes was... He was hot tonight. He did well. Yeah, 25 points. Well, hit. they left him open like four times <laughs> in the corner, too. He did. So. Yeah, he had a lot of um, – I'm not sure where the defense was. <laughs> uh, it was just the defense because there was no D in their defense. Yeah, none. It none at defense. all. So, this win kind of ticks me off, honestly. Yeah. I – um. Well, they did it without one of their best players, too. They did. JV was out tonight. I don't, so sad. What what was going on with him? Why Sore was he foot. In, his foot. Okay. All right. So, rest it. Get healthy, man. That's what he says, anyway. I just yeah. think he just didn't want to play because I needed him this week in fantasy. That's what it is. Yeah. He's just dodging Sam's fantasy team. It's just like Blake Griffin and Eric Blood. So, yeah. shout out to both of you. Look at you. I just... The beginning of the week, we done the preview... And I knew that the Grizzlies were getting healthy. I'm like, can the Grizzlies, a healthy Grizzlies squad, go 3-1 and one this week? They could have. They could have went 4-0 and oh this mm-hmm. week. They played like they were outscored. OKC outscored them in the fourth quarter by 11. And I think they only beat them by four. It was like 126 yeah, to 122. Like that, yeah. And that they lost the fourth quarter big. Mm-hmm. And then the stupid... Freaking Cavaliers, are you kidding me? How do you lose to a Cavaliers team? You beat a Kings team that is... Who's fairly well this year. Miles, miles better mm-hmm. than the Cleveland Cavaliers. That Maybe they went in and they just underestimated them, and Kevin is the Grizzlies slayer, so him I, and... I don't know. Grizzlies could have easily been 4-0. They're 11-19 and on the season, you flop that around uh, 14 and 17. They're right there in the hunt for the eighth seed in the playoffs. And they're hunt for 35 wins this year. Man, Woot dreaming. I still... Well, you I won't would, let me take it back now. So. I'm not. You're you're owning that for the rest of the year. That's fine. You predict. And when they do it, I just want to hear you were right. 
hey, I will give you that. It, if they make it to 35 wins, I will be happy. I hope that you are right whenever mm. it comes to that. And if it's 34, it still counts because it's close without going mm. over. So there you go. No, no. Nope. This it's is not the price horseshoes. Is right. It's not hand grenades. Nope. nope. Price almost, is right. Come almost on down. All right. Stat line tonight. We had some, uh, some pretty interesting stat lines with JV out. Some guys had to uh, pick up rebounding. Jay Crowder really stepped it up. He had uh, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, made two threes. He was a big rebounder on the night for the Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, 4 blocks, four 2 threes. 4 blocks. That's a, that's a pretty that's stat decisive. Line. That is a really, that's really, really good. good. I'm... I don't have to fluff Jaron. I don't have to gas him up. Hey, if you guys have listened to the show before, he's you know, okay. You know how I feel about Jaron. Oh, it's funny. He's been producing lately, and those those haters have faded. Yeah, I haven't heard much. Yeah, since it's, then it's crickets. That's all it is right now. So, uh, Dylan Brooks had a decent game: sixteen points, six rebounds, three assists. John Morant, 13 points, four assists, two blocks. Grayson Allen, he contributed 13 points. Tyus Jones and DeAnthony Melton shared a very similar stat line. Wow. Tyus was 12-3-4. Melton was 11-3-4. And, and both of them had two steals. Mm-hmm. I still, every time I watch DeAnthony Melton play, he impresses me. He needs to start. I don't know who you're taking out of the starting. I'm... Maybe trade deadline, Jay is gone. I posted something on Twitter last night, and somebody called me crazy. Crazy. Um, my projected starting five post-trade for the Grizzlies was Ja at the one, Dylan at the two, uh, DeAnthony Melton at the three, Jaron at the four, and JV at the five. And guys like, DeAnthony Melton's too small to play the small forward. <laughs> Sounded just like that, too. Even with the rubber rubs. So he, he was mouthing me, saying that DeAnthony Melton was too small. He's 6'4", 6'9", wingspan. Fine, you want somebody a little bigger, move Dylan over to the three, let DeAnthony start at the two. That's what I would do right what, there. Whatever you want to call it. I, I think that DeAnthony Melton has shown enough that he deserves a shot to see how he's going to do as a starter. He continues to produce even... You know, with with the minutes that he's getting, he's out there and he is uh, he's putting up the numbers. So I'm I'm all about the Anthony Melton right now. I didn't know a ton about him coming into the season. Knew that he was kind of the focal point of the trade, getting you know getting that done with the Suns. So we'll see. So far, the Grizzlies are way ahead in that trade from what I see. So I tell you. What was your takeaway from the game tonight, Sam? What did you like about tonight's game? Obviously, you were disappointed because your guy was out. That was a big ordeal right there. But I like to see that the bench actually stepped up. You know, they did what well, what they needed to do. They did a lot better than the starters. Well. Yeah, the they, they did. Yeah. The starters, the five starters for the Grizzlies tonight, their net rating was negative. Their plus mm-hmm. minus, they were negative, and the, and the bench they was were positive. Plus, plus seventy three. Yeah, that's so insane. The the bench definitely, and that's the difference in the game because the 
Buddy Hill had a rough game. He was three for eighteen. He he was on the struggle bus tonight. Buddy Hill did not have a good game, but overall the Kings were forty one percent from the field. Mm-hmm. Not great. You would like to see that a little bit higher if you're a Kings fan, I would imagine. But you know, forty percent from the field is not terrible. So it's not like the the Grizzlies defense was not stifling by any stretch. Harrison Barnes is a perfect example of that because at least four of his threes were there were you could have drove a truck in between him and the nearest defender. Yeah. 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 So that <laughs> it was not a, a big struggle, just the the bench, the Grizzlies bench. They just stepped up and there it was. Completely outplayed. The mm-hmm. the numbers look like this. The Grizzlies bench outscored the Kings bench by nearly twenty. It was Grizzlies had forty six, Kings had twenty seven. The Kings bench out-rebounded them, and then the Grizzlies bench had more assists. But the net rating is a big thing for me, for the the starters. The Grizzlies win the game, not by a ton. They win by four. But the Grizzlies had a 13-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Kings came back and made it close. But this game was not really all that close. The, the Grizzlies had a pretty decent lead up until the last four, minute and a half. I was going to say four minutes is when they started going on that run. little over a minute and a half, actually. At a minute 42 left in the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies led 112 to 102. Darren Fox makes a layup at 142 and, and closes the gap to 10. So with less than two minutes left, the Grizzlies lead by 10. And then Sacramento closes the gap, and they get as close... Looks like, let's see, when did Barnes hit the free throws? At the end of Barnes' free throws with 16 seconds left. So the next almost minute and a half. So in a minute 42, the Grizzlies have a 10-point lead. When Barnes gets fouled on the three, the lead is down to four with 16 seconds left. And then Trevor Reza goes down and hits the three. Am I correct on that? Um, Or was that before? I remember Trevor Ariza hit. The yeah, three. he he hit a three after uh, Tyus Jones checked in. Then okay. Ariza hit the three. Tyus makes his two free throws. It is one eighteen, one twelve, and then Ariza makes it a three point game with yeah. five seconds left. That's what I thought. Uh, good timeout there. Coach Jenkins calls a timeout after Ariza makes that three. It's a three point game. I was wondering if he was going to use it. He had that timeout, and I was thinking. Man, if he doesn't use his timeout here, what is he thinking? Because the Kings have been putting pressure on the ball. If you make a mistake right there with no more time than what was left on the clock, you make a, a mistake on their end of the floor, it could have been deadly. If, if the Grizzlies somehow manage to donk away this lead and the you know they make a mistake, the Kings steal that ball, make another three, tie the ball game, and it goes into overtime – all the momentum is on the other side of the court. And I, I don't see how the Grizzlies fight their way back in overtime. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But we don't have to worry about it. He used a timeout. He advanced the ball, get an inbound, make the free throws. Ball game. Hammer, nail, coffin. Done. Well, yeah. It's it's over. So Ding dong done. Grizzlies sneak away with a win at home. The final score is not really... It's not the telltale sign of this game. The Grizzlies really 
had their way with the Kings mm-hmm. tonight, and it surprised me. A lot of that was Buddy Hill's struggles. He couldn't yeah. throw a rock into the ocean tonight, shot 16% from the field. But it was a, a great overall team win. Grizzlies had seven guys, Sam. Was it seven in double figures tonight? Seven of them. Seven guys in double figures. Like I said, the, the bench was a total, the, the positive 73. The plus minus for the bench for the Grizzlies was 70 plus 73 on the game. That's crazy. Yeah, Tyus Jones was plus 23 by himself. Just nuts. You know, the, the, the Grizzlies bench really stepped it up tonight. And it seems like when the Grizzlies have hard-fought wins like this, that it is not necessarily one player carrying the team. It's a group effort. You got a lot of guys contributing. That I remember there was a game earlier in the year where they had seven guys in double figure. I think it was uh, double figures. I think it was the Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. The win against Minnesota, they had seven guys in double figures. So when the Grizzlies play together, when they play – they're they're not selfish when they move the ball around. Unlike the game last night when Dylan Brooks was clearly out there playing basketball all by himself, they win. I I enjoyed the game tonight. I did, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I. Dylan, we got to do some cool stuff too, but I saw an interesting stat on Dylan and Jay Crowder. Uh oh. Their plus minus in the fourth quarter over the last few games has not been good. Poo poo. I think both of those guys were like a minus. They were over minus 20, and their field goal percentage together was terrible. Their field goal percentage by themselves is terrible. Yeah. You put them together, it's even worse. Jay Crowder has had some pretty terrible games from the field. He he has had some games where he just he couldn't make a shot, couldn't buy a bucket. His last and then few. Dylan, you know, we've talked about the inconsistencies from him. The you know sixteen points a night. I don't have to have popcorn numbers from Dylan if if I get fourteen to sixteen from him on a regular basis and he's not shooting twenty percent from the field. I'm happy with that. He played, I feel like maybe coaching had a little bit to do with it. Maybe they talked to him after some of the stuff that he done last night against the Cavs because he seemed to be a little more aware of his surroundings, I guess. I don't know if he panicked on that one possession last night, but I don't think I've ever been more ticked at a player in my life than watching him do that slop last night. It was pretty awful. Oh, the the Grizzlies again. Final score of the game: Grizzlies one nineteen, Kings one fifteen. Grizzlies improved eleven and nineteen. They are three games back of the eighth place spot. I saw a conversation earlier today. There was there was actually a poll about it. One of the uh, beat writers for the Grizzlies, he he posted a poll about the trade deadline, and he said, "Are the Grizzlies buyers or sellers?" At the trade deadline, he had a poll. And the poll's not finished yet. I think he set it up for like 72 hours. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is going to be. The first 10 games of the season, I'm saying they're sellers. And there's no hesitancy. Like, that's 100% they're sellers. 
they've been playing well lately. They have. I, they, they could have. They've looked good. Easily, easily been four and zero. At the very least, they should have been should have been three and one. There's no reason to lose to the the Cavaliers. None at all. It's any given day, they're all professionals. Any team can beat anybody. Yada yada yada. Execute your game plan, and you beat the Cavaliers. That's what you have to do. And the yep. Grizzlies just didn't do that. They didn't end up three and one. They didn't end up four and zero. They're two and two. But they they could have been. They could have been four and zero. Could yeah. have been three one. Should have been three yeah, one. Yeah, they they could have been instead of eleven nineteen. They could have been thirteen and seventeen. Mm-hmm which would have been right there in the mix of the eighth seed. They would have been knocking on that door. Man, could you imagine if they, by the end of the year they make the playoffs? Oh, my goodness. Hey, 35 wins then. Let's go. Yeah, I. they're not going to get in with less than that, not in the West. They're going to have to have at least – I think they're going to – I feel like in order to make the playoffs in the West, they're going to have to be right around 500. So they would have to exceed your goal in order to make the playoffs. It would be fun to watch, but it's a young team. I think that they would get exposed in a playoff series. Smacked. Depending on which coach they went up against. If, say, for example, the Grizzlies match up against... The Spurs. That no. wouldn't happen no. because the Spurs are not going to be... The Spurs are not playing well, for no, one. they're not. And they're not going to be high enough. If the Grizz get in, they're going to be seven or eight seeds. So you're looking the Nuggets, the Lakers, Rockets, the Lakers, the Clippers. Clippers. Doc Rivers against this young team in a playoff series is going to tear them apart. Kawhi Leonard would eat them alive. If he plays, he's probably going to sit on the bench half all, the games all, anyway. All four games. He's got he's to load manage. Freaking Brr. baby. Anyway, we're just wishful thinking that the Grizzlies have played well at times. T- tonight they played well. They beat a Kings team that is by a long shot better than the Cavaliers team. Three that they times lost better to. than that Cavaliers team. I I don't know. They have the greatest man you've never heard of on that team. They really do. Rashawn Holmes. If you don't know who he is, look him up. There were so many people that were sitting in our section tonight that had no idea who Rashawn Holmes I actually got to explain it to the guy that was sitting next to me who he was and where how long he's been in the league and everything. It was actually pretty neat. Yeah, that's it's, it's crazy. When you're a fantasy basketball player, you have to learn the depth in the, in the league. And so we know some, like, mm-hmm. it, it's a... I'm not going to say that I know every single player in the NBA because I don't. I don't know every player in the NBA. But any player that gets any kind of playing time that has any kind of production, I'm going to have an idea of who they are. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of casual fans that go out there, even even people that are season ticket holders that go to these games and they're there religiously, that they know their home team, but they don't know they these don't know visiting teams else. at all. And I, I said it multiple times tonight, Rashawn Holmes is the one guy Yep, that's he's yours. the be- he's the best player that you've never heard of. Yep, that's yours. He he played well tonight. What was his final stat line? He so? had eighteen points, a block, two assists, and twelve rebounds, and shot eight for 
He was like eight for twelve, I believe. Yeah, he he didn't miss much, but he he put up a, a good stat line. I'm glad to see that he is. The night before, he only missed one shot, and he almost had a double double in that. He had twenty two and nine. So I mean, he's a consistent little bugger there. Yeah, I was moving forward. I want to see what the Kings do with him. He was eight for thirteen tonight. Yeah, Deadman is not seeing any playing time, and he shouldn't. Deadman is not on the same level as mm, no as Holmes or Bagley. I'm scared to see what's going to happen with with Holmes and his minutes there. I don't trust Luke Walton. I'm not a fan of him, but I like I, Luke Walton just for who he is. But after seeing what he did tonight, when Holmes was out there completely eating and then he pulled him out with like four minutes left it's like and i know we want the grizzlies to win but he's on my fantasy team and i need him to do good so there i said it yeah it's we've said um, it before guys we're fans of the game yeah we, we love the grizzlies we go we cheer for the grizzlies but like i said be, being a fantasy player you have to learn the depth in the league so you get to be fans of players and rashawn holmes is one of those guys if you haven't watched any of the king's games Check him out, man. If if you catch a game one, if you're a guy that has the the season like the league pass, NBA league pass, watch some Kings games. They're on the West Coast. They're going to be in that late window for you. And there's some guys on that team that you will definitely enjoy watching. So, great win for the Grizzlies tonight. They made it super, super, super scary at the end. I was. They did it on purpose. They want to give me a heart attack. Is what it was. If I just wonder, there were a lot of people that left because the Grizzlies had the 10-point lead mm-hmm. with less than two minutes, and people were just getting up and walking out. And I'm like, um... Have y'all ever seen the Heat versus the Dallas Mavericks in 2011? Because I have. <laughs> <laughs> they have a 20-point lead, and then the Dallas wins by like 15. So, hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I don't get up and get... Unless it is just... 30 seconds left and you're up by, not even 30 seconds left and you're up by 10 because that almost changed too. If you're up by 30 points in the last minute and a half, I'm going to get up and go. Yeah. If it's within 10 or 15 points, I'm staying in my seat because you never know. I've seen crazier stuff. A couple, you, you string together a couple threes and a stop or you foul them and they miss some free throws and that's what happened. Jaron Jackson completely whiffed on two free throws. I'm like, oh. The Nuggets did it against them that game we went to. Yeah. They yeah, did. The Grizzlies had a monster lead last year we went to a game, and we talked a little bit about that earlier. Yeah, they had, at one point they were ahead by 29, but that got shrunk down to like 27 or something. Yeah, it was 29 in the second half. The Grizzlies yeah. were leading by 29 in the second half, and the Nuggets came back. Yeah, and they came so, back. And they cut that lead really close to like the last two minutes or so, and that's when the Nuggets really – actually, no, it was less than that. It was like the last 30 seconds. Will Barton hit the three that put them up by two. And then I remember Bruno, because that's when we were calling him Baby G, went down, hit the three, put them up by one, and then they fouled Jokic. He made the free throws, and then they won. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of back and forth, but – but, I mean, anything's possible because they did that in the last 30 seconds. Yeah, I just – I don't get up and walk out on the game just because I've been to too many games and I've watched teams have a lead and just – Tracy McGrady. 
Free throws win championships. Yes. I've said that over and over and over and over again, and obviously tonight was not a playoff game or a four championship or anything like that, but making free throws down the stretch will make or break you. Jaron Jackson makes those two free throws. This game's, you know, the Grizzlies win by six, yep. and it's not even a nail-biter. Yep. You're not freaking out, like, oh, my God, what's about to happen? Here's another highlight video. I know I keep going off on different things. Brandon Roy, look him up. That was the probably the best uh, comeback I've seen. And a short amount of time. Yes. Better that than, one was really good. I don't know. Reggie Miller's was really good, too. Yeah, th- Everybody's seen that, though. Th- there's a lot of there's a lot of really good. Well, I mean, Kobe Bryant had a few, second. too. So, I mean. Yeah, it's the NBA. These guys are the best of the best. And if you get up and you're walking away when there's still a minute and a half left in the game, you can miss a lot of really good basketball. You know, th- this wasn't a game winner or anything, but I I wanted to see Jonas make his first three as a Grizzly. I mean, you got up and we walked out, and guess what? He hit a three at the buzzer, and we missed it. That's we, okay. We did. That game was that was out of hand anyway. But yeah, that three was it was pointless. Well, pretty much. But he that. pulled it. Like I remember watching the replay. He pulled it. He knew it was going into. He even turned around and kind of went like that. I mean, I, mm, I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. It was sad. We missed it. So after that, when we we, we don't TV, get up though. and walk away. No, after that we don't. Nope. Yeah, we we stay till the the buzzer sounds. Yep. All right, guys, that's all we've got for you tonight. Even no, though JV was out, we're done covering the game. We're still gonna hit you, Sam. What time is it? Do you know what time it is? I do know what time it is. It is the JV fun fact. And speaking of his foot, with him being hurt. I have a little fact here. Do you know what shoe he wears? I know you may know the size, but you know, do you know what shoe that he wears? I, I don't know the size oh. of the shoe. Oh, well, you're going to learn something new today. He wears the Nike Air Max Dominant shoes, and they're size 17. Can you imagine how big a 17 is? No, I'm, my 10 is not anywhere close to yeah, that. Yeah, I wore 11 and a half, and I thought I had some really big feet, but... Jonas wears a 17, so... 17. He wears skis yes, out there. Yes, You know, he didn't have those on. He had, he had his million-dollar suit and some nice dress shoes on today. Lucky man. But... Sam, where can we get you on Twitter, man? It is Sammy B 1118 That's a capital S, lowercase A-M-M-Y, capital B, 1118. The show is at Hootball Grizz. You can find me at dwill2111. Look us up. Hit us up. There's anything you'd like for us to cover on the show, leave me a message on Twitter, man. We'll see what we can do about getting to it. Just a couple more things before we go, guys. This podcast, along with all of our shows at Hootball, is brought to you by our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. You can check out their website at hawaiianisles.com. Find them on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, or you can find them on Twitter at High Kona Coffee. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, go green. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.